Hello, and welcome to the Treasures of Truth podcast with Dr. Jeremy Simpson of the Thanks to Calvary Baptist Church in Elkin, North Carolina. We hope that you enjoy the podcast today as we search together in the precious Word of God. Welcome to Treasures of Truth podcast. Brother Jeremy here. Look at uh, Ephesians 6, verse number 10 today. The Bible says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Then he goes on down and says, Stand therefore. Before he said that, having done all to stand. Man, we need to stand. We need to stand. So I just want to talk to you today about take a stand. Take a stand. You know, there's a lot of people that have gotten kind of, uh, uh, let me just say it very nicely, kind of uh, sissified in the Christian life. We live in such a world that is so easily offended anymore, this cancel culture, that Christians have gotten to the point where we've backed off. It's like we're scared. It's like we're scared to uh, take a stand anymore. Paul said, take a stand, having done all to stand. Some people reject the military side of the Christian life. You understand what I'm saying? Um, Now, listen, do I want peace on earth? Absolutely. There will be peace on earth one of these days. Um. And I'd love for there to be some peace now. I've got grandbabies. I've got five grandbabies. I don't want them growing up in this chaotic world. But the bottom line is this. I want peace in the world. But the bottom line is as long as Satan is alive and exists, uh, there's going to be a war raging. And anybody that chooses to be on the side of the Lord Jesus Christ is going to face opposition from Satan, from the flesh, from the world. And those who refuse to fight are going to fall. The Bible uses different images um, in the Word of God about warfare. The Bible, when Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter number 2, in verse number 3, listen what the Bible says here. He says, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier. Paul's writing to Timothy you know, uh, about about a war. Uh, over in 2 Corinthians 10, verse 4, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So he mentions war there. And then our text, Ephesians 6, he's talking about, you know, this warfare that we've got going on. We've got to have the right armor. In 1 Timothy 1, he talks about war and a good warfare. Let me say, Well, that was Paul. What about the Lord Jesus Christ? Did you know the first time Jesus mentioned the church, the first reference to the church that Jesus gave, the first picture that Jesus gave of the church was a military picture when he said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, that the gates of hell would not prevail against it, that the church would overcome the onslaught of hell and that hell could not overcome the onslaught of the church. In ancient times, a common military tactic used by armies was to break down the gate of an enemy. You know, I love watching the old medieval 
uh, wars that took place and things, you know, where they'd come up and they'd bring those ladders and throw them up on the wall and come up over the wall. I like that kind of stuff. All right. Chivalry, all that stuff. Knights, ladies in distress, all that stuff. I love those kind of movies. And um, one of those things that always got, they got that big old thing. It's about 20, big old log or something. or some. They've got about 20 men carrying it. Boom, boom, boom. They hit the gate of the fortress. And that's what Jesus is talking about. He said the gates of hell are not going to be able to stand our battering against it. The church is going to win the war. And you better be ready. You better understand readiness. This Christian life is not a playground. It's a battleground. And whether we like it or not, every child of God is called to be a soldier and fight the good fight of faith. No good soldier enters into a battle without being ready, without being fully prepared, without being fully protected. And God doesn't expect us to go to war unarmed. Thank God he's given us what we need. Ephesians 6 tells us, put on the armor of God. Put on the armor of God that you can stand against the wiles of the devil. And he goes into those different parts of the armor that we're to put on. The breastplate of righteousness, the, the, the girdle of truth, uh, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit. And while putting on the armor is important, the posture of the battle is even more vital. Because he said, stand therefore. In other words, fully clothed so that we can stand. What's this emphasis on standing? A lot of people misunderstand standing. But a lot of people don't understand the purpose of a Christian's armor. The purpose of the armor is to help us stand so we don't lose ground. It's not so you can go put that all on and go relax in the Christian lazy chair. No, it's so you stay where you are. All of that armor keeps us from losing ground. Therefore, Stand therefore. In other words, everything I've just told you, anytime you see wherefore or therefore, you got to see what it's there for. And so it's all about not losing ground. The entire book of Ephesians is about our position in Christ. The first three chapters talk about the wealth, you know, that we, then he talks in chapter four about the walk. And, and then he talks in, uh, in, in chapter five and six about the war. You understand that? It's important for us to remember the posture of the battle. God doesn't want us giving up ground. And we've got to be ready. We've got to have the whole armor of God on. We need to understand that. Oh, we need to understand that today, that God doesn't want us losing ground. Look what all God has given us. And we need to be ready. And then we need to understand that we are responsible. We are responsible. We not only need to be ready and take the armor of God on so we can stand, but we need to be responsible. And there's several responsibilities um, if we're going to fulfill and hold our ground and our inheritance and hold our ground and not fail but get victory. We got to know our enemy. We got to use the equipment. And we got to depend on the energy of the Spirit of God. We got to know our enemy. That's your responsibility. You got to put your armor on, but you got to know your enemy. You got to be responsible. Know your enemy. Paul said, We're not fighting against flesh and blood. Satan's not a mere, merely a flesh and blood human 
or concept of evil. He is a living, personal, literal being with the power to control people and to perform evil actions. You better know your enemy. We know we've got three spiritual enemies, the world, the flesh, and the devil. But, but, but Paul made it clear that our problem is not people. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Our problem is satanic forces. Remember when Jesus said to Peter, get thee behind me? Remember when the devil used Ananias and Sapphira and filled them with greed, uh, greed and lies? The enemy loves to affect us and control us and cause us to do things we shouldn't do and say things we shouldn't say. Satan is not an abstraction. He is real. He uses people, including people in the church, and Ephesians 6 was not written to idol worshipers. It was, it was not written to unbelievers. It was written to the people in the church of Ephesus. Satan wants to work in the church. He wants to perform his evil purposes in the church. He's strong. He's powerful. He's described as a lion, a dragon, a destroyer. And we better understand we need to know the enemy. And we need to equip ourselves with the army of God, armor of God, and we need to depend on the Spirit of God. There's a war going on, y'all. I don't know if you've noticed, but this world's changing right before our very eyes. Oh, but preacher, we're getting to go to heaven. We ain't got to live here. We're going to go see Jesus. I believe in the imminent return of Christ, but what if he doesn't come in the next hundred years? I can't see that not happening, but let's just say it. What if he doesn't come in the next hundred years? What if there's another hundred years of history before Jesus comes? You tell me something. If we don't take a stand and hold the ground, and there's already been some ground lost. I'm 48 years old. I've been around long enough. I know what the churches when I was 5, 10 are compared to now what they were compared to what we are now and i'm saddened by it my wife and i we talk about it um if you've got a church that knows the fullness of the holy spirit knows what worship is and knows what holiness is holiness with humility let me say that because there is no holiness without humility then you're blessed but we've lost some ground we need to take a stand. Where we are right now, we need to hold our ground. We need to make sure we're armored and not slipping and not allowing the enemy to take more ground. We need to take a stand. That's the burden of my heart today. I hope it was a help to you. Take a stand. Now listen, we've got the opportunity to go out today, be salt and light, make a difference. And if you're listening to this in the afternoon, why don't you plan on purpose? I'm going to go out tomorrow. I'm going to be. I'm gonna make a difference in the world. I'm going to make a difference in the world. The world's dirty and dark. It needs us. It needs us to take a stand. Let's do it. Let's get busy for the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's get in the army. Let's get in the fight. Let's fight the good fight of faith. Until the next Treasures of Truth podcast, God bless you.